Hello listeners and welcome to the Board Game Review Room. I am Michael Chamberlain, hosting this week because Paco is bunged up with hay fever. Hey Paco. Hello, yes, I am bunged up with hay fever. I can barely breathe and oxygen deprivation is actually a very real thing in my life at the moment. And because Paco still sounds far too optimistic for the other person in this podcast. Max Murray, turning lemonade back into lemons since 1984. (laughs) Yes, and he genuinely has. We're doing what we do in the board game review room. We're taking a game we've never played before, and we're going to give it a whirl, give you our thoughts before we've played, give you our thoughts after we've played, try and keep Max from sucking all the hope out of the room and yeah hopefully have a good time and give an idea of who might enjoy this game which tonight is titanium wars aiello and the designer is frederick gerard also euphoria games as well three to four players 12 plus 60 to 90 minutes and with more decks of cards than i can credit for any game that isn't a deck builder yeah i couldn't believe that when you said that just laid out a piles of cards it, it just looks it's it, it's a deck builder. I don't care what you tell me. It's clearly going to be a deck builder. Twenty decks of cards. I may I say twenty decks of gorgeous cards. You may. Absolutely, wow, cards. Yeah, yeah. There is some serious artwork in this. That's it. But that's all. I have to say, I saw, I got this game at uh, Spiel. Uh, when it came out on the Aiello, uh, which they were very kind to to give me the review copy. And I have to admit, I was completely hooked just for the cover art. The the, the steampunky sort of artwork really, really spoke to me. Uh, Absolutely beautiful. And when I did the unboxing video, uh, which people can take a look at on the website, the artwork of the cards absolutely unfold me. There's only one thing about this game that I do not understand. One thing. I can see two which I'd expect. So come on, what's the one that you've got on your mind? Those weedy little horrible notes. Yeah, yeah. The paper money is... Weedy. I'm looking for a word that isn't deplorable. But that's the word I need. When you flick it, it doesn't even nothing like nothing at all. No, there's no sound. It's, it's it's like Monopoly money, about a quarter of the size. Yeah, it it, it looks homemade, is what it looks. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't look like it came from a, a professional board game. It just looks like someone's knocked it up on their PC and printed it off and then cut them out. It's it's like standard A4 paper type texture. Yeah, it's a bit. I'd have preferred tokens, chits of some sort, just to represent. Which is bizarre, given that we actually have some fairly decent chits as yes. part of the game. The art on them's nothing particularly special, but they do the job. And this massive start player token, it's like someone went, what would Top Gun look like in an alien world? Yeah, it, does, it, it looks like, a, like an officer's hat badge. <laughs> or a buckle. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I would make a buckle with that. I would wear it. I think you'll find the first time it rains, it wouldn't be as effective. Yeah, as, no, as a I wouldn't it with that, but I have a buckle like that of metal. Just going back to what Paco yes. said earlier, he made a reference to the steampunk art. I'd just like to clarify that while some of the art style is very steampunk, the actual game is incredibly sci-fi. Yes, it's all about spaceships. There's blue lights for engines, sort of lasers, all sorts. All the cards have different art. Um, it's not actually a Victorian steampunk game, but it does have art in that direction. 
The only steampunky element I can actually see, in fact, does seem to be the box art. Even the character cards, there's only one of them, maybe two, that's got that steampunky look to it. I think if I got this expecting a steampunk game, I'd be somewhat gutted when I opened the box, frankly. I know, even on the box, though, you've got planets and spaceships yeah. in the yeah. background. It's just some of the character art in particular is a bit steampunky. Mm. Uh, especially Lord John, who is essentially <laughs> uh, an aristocratic lord with a top hat, you know, very Victorian, and a gas mask. Yes. It's like they see you in your free time. <laughs> I don't own a gas mask. <laughs> The other thing I was expecting Paco to pick up on is the layout for oh, the yeah, yeah. tactics cards. Yes. Where... I did pick on that on the video. It's just a little bit bizarre. There's n- nothing wrong with it per se, but it shows you the images of the types of ships that are going to be attacking, and then a text box with what they can attack. It's very functional, it's very clear, but it's just slightly odd. It, it, it is very strange, and what I found very, very strange is the size of the illustrations in there, which is absolutely tiny. Uh, with with a little bit of rejigging and repokery, those cards can be relayed to make the images a lot bigger and make them a lot more visually appealing without losing functionality. That that's I, I did speak on that on the video and it's, it's very strange. I agree with you. Uh, I sort of agree, but on some cards like this one, which is appropriately named Massive Attack. Uh, it's got fighter squadrons, cruisers, destroyers, and planetary support. So it's got it's got four different loads of artwork and quite a big text box for what's actually involved. So for some of the cards where it's just one item, you can definitely make the art mm. bigger. But on some of them, I think where they've got multiples, it's a bit more difficult with the style they've chosen. Mm. So I mean, I've read the rules very carefully a couple of times, and functionally, this game looks brilliant. Just deceptive with it. There's a lot more about building an economy and building a tableau up and then throwing everything at the planet that's currently available. Functionally, very, very simple to get your head around, which I like. Depth-wise, I'm hoping it's there and it doesn't just feel like a take-that-luck fest, Mm. which I know actually, Paco, you probably quite enjoy. Likely. You're definitely the one who gets the kick out of that kind of game as a rule. We'll see. Uh, The planet cards themselves, we've got a stack of them and they're double-sided. One side has the planet and the other side's got events. So each turn we'll have a planet and an event we're going for. Build your ships, gain your technology, upgrade your ships, blow the hell out of each other. First to a point total wins. Um, the quality of the cards is not too bad. I don't know how much um, you have to handle it in-game yet, but it's not too bad. Um, Yes, and they stick to each other when they're completely brand spanking you. <laughs> I actually thought you were peeling that card perfectly in half. I didn't realise they were stuck no. together. <laughs> there is a little bit of artwork transfer as well from them being stuck together. But these cards in the central decks, you're never going to be shuffling them. Okay. These 18 decks, every card in each of them is exactly the same. So. Okay. The, the, I mean, my, my question is would they need sleeving? These ones, no. Not the 18 upgrade and ship cards. I can't see why you'd need to sleeve them, save for you want to give them a bit more protection, mm-hmm. generally. The tactics cards, that deck gets shuffled. The planets card, that deck gets shuffled. I can see why you might want to with those. just want to quickly check something. I don't think you're going to fit them back in the box once you've sleeved them. Yeah. Um, Not easily, anyway. No, that, that insert, which by the way looks quite nice, the insert is very functional with um, separators for the decks or the cards or whatever and it would space for the card for, the, for paper the, money, for yeah. the paper money uh, 
he doesn't look too bad, but I think you're right. He's a bit tight. Consider it's a bit tight, while being ridiculously oversized for the amount of cards in the box. Expansion. This is oh yeah yeah. There's an expansion out, but this is the most air I've seen in a box since Core Worlds, and that's a big deal in many ways. Yeah. But provided the expansions turn up, it's a great box. If the expansions don't turn up, that's a lot of air. Well, we can live with air. Can we live with this game? Yeah, well, we should give it a try. Because otherwise there's really no point being here. I said fire. So we're back from our first game. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's very pretty, but I'm hoping that's my only game. Now to someone more positive, wow. Max Murray. <laughs> now, who, who thought that would ever be said? Wow. More positive than my name in the same sentence. Surely Ladies that's an oxymoron of some sort. Gentlemen, hell has frozen. Um, so I'm going to start off on the negative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no, I enjoyed it. Um, the, at the end of that match, we had a massive three-way space battle, as it were, with destroyers and fighters, and it was it was carnage. I really liked that. I didn't, however, like the build-up to it. But uh, I'll let Paco have his piece before I... I, I kind of agree. It's, it, it begins, and it's not particularly enjoyable. And then you build your armada, you get your stuff sorted, and then you beat the hell out of each other. Was not to like out of that. <laughs> but we played four rounds. Yes. And that was it. It's too short, I agree. Uh, you know, if you're going to do that whole, you build up and then it gets great. And then four rounds isn't a lot of yeah, great. It, it definitely, eight, eight points. Uh, listener, each planet that you conquer gives you a number of victory points, and you only need eight victory points to win. Which means that, yeah, if you get three planets, that's it, or two planets, it's, it's done. So it doesn't take much to do it. You know what I really don't like about it? Is the combat. That might sound a bit counter to what I just said, enjoying the fleet battles. Yeah. I enjoyed the fleet battles when everyone is sort of doing something and you've got a plan. But because you're limited to your hand in the cards, and the, the cards then say which of your ship types can attack and what they can attack. So there is an awful good chance through through random variances from drawing cards off the deck that you're just going to end up with a hand of things, meaning you can't do anything. And that's really terrible when you've got a huge fleet of ships in front of you or some planetary guns, and apparently they can't do anything. I, I mean, are all the captains on holiday? You know, what, what? that's just awful. I'd rather you got a, a hand of, say, one to seven of all of the available attack cards that you could then use and use and then redraw or, or something like that. Um, just to make it balanced a bit, because it felt really awful at times when you're hammering in and the other opponent's got better ships than you do, but they actually just can't fight back. That's not fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree that if there was something hand mechanic-wise like... Um Mission Red Planet, that's yes, what you're that's almost what I was describing. Thinking. And there's a card that goes, I want to redraw all my other options now. That would work interestingly. But this isn't a game for that, is it? This is yeah. this is the take that audience. 
And you know, if you love your munchkin and you love your unexploded cow, two things. One, you're not welcome around my gaming table. And two, <laughs> you'll love this game. If you like space stuff and take that games, you really should go out and give this one a try. It's incredible for that. But that isn't me. No. Not by a long margin. No. Or me. No, this, this is a game for the casual gamer. This is not a game for the strategist, I don't think. It's not a game for the family gamer either. No, no th- I agree. Th- there, there will be people who will get upset that their stuff got vaporised. Not because people had choices, but because people had a lack of choice. There are times this game feels very prescribed. Max went for the planet, so I don't go for the planet. So Paco needs to go for the planet, or Max gets the points to win. And you may not have the cards to make a good play on that. And yet, that's pretty much the choices you get. And that may be just that odd three-player thing this that is... a lot of games suffer. But certainly, there are times when you go, I'm going to make a meaningful decision. Oh wait, there are no meaningful decisions, but there is this one I have to make, or that's it. This is war, Michael. This is war. Yeah, it's good for a moment's <laughs> silence, I hear. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it did feel at times that there was a sort of an appeasement policy going on around the table with uh, regards to planets. It, and, and also, as, as Michael, I'll actually let you on this, but there, there is a slight, or at least appears to be a slight runaway victor issue. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that, again, a lot of this ties into that eight points is incredibly shallow. It's very shallow. Consequently, you can't go just have that planet because it's worth you know four or five points. It's fifty percent of the win condition. You can't just go. We'll let them have this one, and we'll be stronger next turn to yeah, retaliate. There's no, there's no um, forward planning on this game. It really is very much one for the round. There's forward planning in as much as when the event cards are there, that tells you what the next planet's going to look like. Yeah. you can plan a little bit, for but it. not a lot. It's not for the strategies. It's not not enough. No, it, it needs to be a lot longer for that. But on the other hand, I wonder if if these games were any longer, would it be any more enjoyable? I'm interested about the expansion that's already out. And I'd be interested to read the rule book for that mm. and see if it's going to offer something different play mode-wise. Because a lot of the internal mechanics in it, I'm not against. Mm. Some of them are really, really clever and good. I mean, I think we can unanimously say that there were turns where we hated our lack of choices and every single turn the paper money was irritating. Yes. But the paper money you can deal with and if there was a different mode of play, perhaps something along the lines of what Max suggested where you've got a little bit more control over which cards you're using on what turns and you've got to cycle through them and decide this turn actually I'm going to take a pounding and get my cards back. Perhaps that would work better. be interesting to see the expansion because it does so many things right mm. except enjoyment for me see it's funny because because Paco as you say this game obviously isn't designed for the strategist in mind but so much of it is mm. it's it's it, it's really to me it's built like it is but it doesn't quite play like one you know you've got all the all the stats managing your money you know managing invasions attacks all the all the sort of things that strategists enjoy planning ahead for but then it comes down to the combat and all that goes out the window. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like a mixture of a half and half, a, a bit for, for sort of more core gamers and then more for the casual, but it doesn't quite straddle the line quite right. It's close, but it's not quite there. Confess, it's just the fact that there's a technology tree of sorts, isn't it, Max? <laughs> <laughs> 
You can't slate a game with a tech tree, can you? <laughs> you can't do it, ladies and gentlemen. Just can't. I, I, I wish trees in real life grew technology on them that you got to pluck as they as they grew, it got better. <laughs> He's being sincere, ladies and gentlemen. He is being sincere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, overall, I don't think this is a bad game. It may not be a game for this table. I don't think this is a bad game. I think... A more casual group of players would enjoy this game immensely. I know I would. Yeah, yeah. If you're into your unexploded cow and your munchkin and that sort of thing, this is a nice progression. Yeah. To be fair, even though this isn't the sort of game that would normally appeal to me that much outside of the sci-fi aspect, I'd play it again. Mm. I did enjoy it, but... I, it's it's not a game I'd personally buy, but say, Paco, if you brought it around and were like, hey, do you want to play a, a few rounds? Whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be straight in, no problem. I'd enjoy it, but... So, you know, it, it's definitely got some good points. I, I would recommend it to people. So, from that, um, I, I don't know how many gamers really approve. I guess I approve for other people, but uh, <laughs> not for me. Shall we make that two and a half? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think we're pretty much there. So, two and a half out of three gamers <laughs> approve this game. The other half is fuming in a corner. Thank you for listening. Your hosts for this podcast have been Paco, Michael and Max. This podcast has been produced by Michael Chamberlain with help from Paco Garcia. The music has been composed by Kevin We would love to hear from you. Feedback and your questions are always welcome and you can email us at podcast.gmsmagazine.com You can also follow us on Twitter, we are at gmsmagazine and we are on Facebook and Google Plus and we'd be more than happy to talk to you. Remember to subscribe to the GMS Magazine podcast channel in iTunes and please do give us a review and a rating, which is truly appreciated. For more quality shows, listen to our other rooms, the RPG room, the board game room and the interview rooms. But until next time, let the games continue.